Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, NBs, non-NBs, and just all human beings, welcome to another episode of Rocker's Rambunctious Ramblings. My name is Jose, aka Rocker Dude, and I will be your host tonight. Tonight we have a bit of a spicy episode. We're going to be talking about a show on Netflix called The Ultimatum. Dun, dun, dun. If you've been living under a rock or just don't like trashy TV, The Ultimatum is another reality TV by the power couple of Nick and Vanessa Lachey. I would say Vanessa Manillo, but she is a Lachey now. And a couple episodes back, you guys heard me talk about Love is Blind Season 2. Well, now they created this other show, and I'm pretty sure Netflix just gave them free reign to create any and all dating shows like these because of the great success. So they created the ultimatum. We had, I believe, six couples uh, where one partner was giving the other an ultimatum. And at the end of this experiment, they either get married or no, they, they either get engaged or they split up. Um, I think there was a third of option of neither happens and the person just kind of goes and finds themselves. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. I got ahead of myself. So they either get engaged to the couple they to the person that they went there with. They get engaged to somebody else they found. We're going to talk about the process a little bit uh, later down the road. And then, or they can just leave by themselves. Okay? So let's talk about the premise of the show, shall we? So the premise of the show is you have six couples that go into this experiment. They meet with the hosts. And what's going to happen is they get to mingle. They get to kind of go on little dates here and there. Get to know all the other, you know, all the other couples. Um, specifically the other men, the other women, the other men get to know all the other women, all the women get to know the other men, because in like, I think it's like two or three days, they're going to pick one of the six, uh, or one, I guess one of the other five, to live with in a trial marriage for three weeks. So that is the first step. After those three weeks, they go back to their original partners, and then live with them for three weeks. And then at the end of that, they decide, oh, it's called Ultimatum Day. Day of Judgment. And that's where they decide whether they're going to get engaged with their old partner, new partner, or just kind of go solo. So that's kind of the premise of the show. You're supposed to grow. You're supposed to learn. You're supposed to, by dating other people, see if the person you're with now has all the qualities you look for in a partner. Um, if they don't, what do you? What else could they be giving you or you giving them? Where can you grow as a person, etc., etc.? It's basically meant to... Um, trigger a growth in you that potentially you haven't seen and I think it goes also more after the show once you get to look back at the tapes and get to look back at the whole process and just look back at yourself and how you acted how you reacted how you handled yourself and be able to reflect and grow as a as a person from there so you had six six couples the couples were uh, Alexis and Hunter uh, Nate and Lauren Ray and Zay, uh, Jake and April, and Colby and Madeline. Is that five? I think that's five. Maybe it's five couples. Oh, no, and then Shanique and Randall. So that's your six couples. Uh, basically, the first couple, ep or I guess the first episode, because there are only eight episodes total. The ninth episode is 30 minutes long, and that's the quote-unquote ultimatum day. And then episode 10 is the reunion. So there's eight episodes total, so it actually goes by a lot faster than, like, Love is Blinded. But first episode, all the couples start mingling. Um, they start talking with each other, trying to get an idea of, you know, 
kind of where everyone's at, who did the ultimatum, why, kind of where the issues are. Uh, yeah, Nate, Nate and Lauren, basically their big issue, the reason they went on there is because Nate wants to have kids and Lauren does not want to have kids. We'll get into each relationship a little bit further and my thoughts on it and then kind of how it all ended up. But that's their their big hiccup. He really wants kids. He loves kids. He just wants to have kids. She's just not sold on it. She really doesn't want to have kids. So that's kind of where they're stuck and why they went on the show. Then you have Shanique and Randall. Um, she wants to get married like ASAP. She's ready for marriage, kids. He's not. Uh, his thing going into it was that he wanted to be financially stable. And that ends up being a front. And we'll talk about it again a little bit further. April and Jake, she wants to get married, she's ready to have kids, she's a firecracker, he's not sold on that, I think he had the same thing, he wanted to be financially stable, or he just wasn't at that point in his life, um, Ray and Zay, I think she's the one that came in with the ultimatum, she was ready to get married, and he wasn't, um, I think financial stability seems to be the crutch for everybody, but I don't recall what his deal was. But basically, she's ready to go. He wasn't, and they kind of had to figure that out. Colby and Madeline, this was kind of the only... No, this wasn't the only opposite. Uh, Colby had the ultimatum. He gave the ultimatum to Madeline. He was ready to get married. She wasn't so sure. Um, and that one's, a, that one's an interesting, tricky one. And I, I'm not sure still how I feel about it. I did just watch the reunion probably 15 minutes ago, so... Well, uh, this will be kind of raw. I'll just go through my thought process on everybody and what they went through. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see. If you guys are listening to this, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. If you guys have watched the show, you can reach me on Twitter at uh, NFG Rocker Dude. That's Nancy Frank George, or it could just be Newfound Glory Rocker Dude. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts if you guys are listening. If you guys have watched the show, what you guys thought, because it was uh, oh, it was a good one. Had me... Uh, I don't know. I just love these shows because I, I tend to psychoanalyze these people, even though I'm not, you know, a trained professional or anything. But I, I it's so much easier to be on the outside looking at different people and their personalities, kind of what's going on and stuff versus when you're in it, you know, and you can't really see outside of what you're in. So it's always fun to do that. Obviously, it's super toxic because we're just sitting there judging these people and we don't really know them or anything. But uh, I don't know. What can, what can I say? I just love trash reality TV. Love is Blind, The Ultimatum. Um, was it The Hot Ones or no? What the heck is it called? Uh, love Island's another one. But what the hell was the other one? The Not Are You The One. I think it's like, I don't know if it's Hot Ones or Too Hot, Too Hot, Too Hot to Handle. That's the other Netflix show. Um, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, what other couples did we have? We had Nate, Lauren, Colby, Shanique, uh, Ray and Zay. Oh, and then no, Jake and April, we got through them. Oh, Hunter and Alexis. And she was ready to get married and he wasn't ready to propose either. And I think that was everybody. Trying to think if I missed anybody. Anyways, we'll we'll get to brass tactics. Basically, the the first few episodes, everyone's getting to know each other. Then they live three weeks, and uh, you kind of get to see a little bit more of their personalities. Get to see kind of where all the problems are in their relationships, and it's never as simple as oh he's just not ready, you know, or oh he just wants to make more money. Um. So first, Alexis. Let's get Alexis and Hunter in and out of there basically their whole experience alexis is going through colby first she finds him attractive you know she kind of that's like her go-to she was really into him all this stuff and then at some point um 
Colby just tells her that, you know, they're just not it's not going to work out. It's just not right. And he's trying to go about it kind of nicely. You know, he doesn't want to be a dick, um, but he maybe isn't the best at doing it. And then she straight up like the following day asks him, you know, I was kind of really distraught. Like, you know, you know, why, why don't you think this will work? Or, you know, why don't you want, you know, why wouldn't you pick me or something like that? <laughs> and he, this guy was just, I don't know if he was just fed up of her talking or what, but this guy was just straight up and he said, um, Kobe just said, I'm just not attracted to you. And she about had a meltdown. She started trying to flip it on him that he's a, a piece of crap. He, um, you know, he's not really there for Madling and all this other stuff because she couldn't handle rejection and couldn't handle somebody thinking she wasn't attractive or she wasn't a right fit. Mind you, this whole time she's been talking about how a real man should make more money than her and how she's not going to marry Hunter until he makes more money than her and he doesn't right now. And um, just just all this like self-absorbed insecurity where you're like, oh, I'm hot stuff and nobody's good enough for me and all this other stuff, uh, which in reality is just insecurities. And uh, so anyway, she, she ends up going off on Colby and making up all this stuff that you don't see on the show. Maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. But from what we see, it's like completely ludicrous and it's just ridiculous. Um, Hunter is kind of quiet. He, he seems like the super um, introspective, not introspective, what is it? Um, I'm going to call it shy, not closed off personality where you're, um, it's what I am. What the heck is it? Where you're not. Uh, I guess it's introspective. You're you're not at no because introspective is like looking within you. It's just uh, introvert. That's what it is. So he's an introvert and he is talking to these uh, different women and trying to console them and kind of stuff like that. Uh, but he never really seems like he put himself out there and he just gives off like these like uh, super shy friendly vibes. Anyways, what ends up happening is nobody's gonna pick Alexis. And I think Hunter sees this, and I think he's just scared that potentially he's just not going to do better. So at the choosing ceremony, uh, when it's between, I think there's like two people left to pick, and nobody's picking uh, Alexis, and nobody's going to pick her just because she just does not seem like a cool, good person. Uh, again, I don't know her personally, but just based on what you see on the show, you're like, oh my god, no, who would want to, like, Hunter, run for the damn fences, I think is what I was saying. Run for the hills. So anyways, he... he kind of goes in there and rescues her by proposing to her um and she's all surprised and she said yes and apparently she doesn't care anymore that uh he doesn't make money anymore or he doesn't make as much money as her and blah 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 anyways so that happens and they're basically off the show uh she does come back for a stupid bachelorette party it's just in my opinion just a gimmick to get more camera time because she's so self-absorbed um but yeah, at the reunion, they're both apparently still together and Gates are planning their wedding. Um, she doesn't really care about the money. Supposedly, she doesn't care about the money anymore. And, you know, she learned, I'm doing all this in air quotes, she learned that there's other things more than money and all this other stuff. But I think in reality, she got a reality check that her personality maybe isn't the best. And I don't think a lot of guys are going to pick her. So uh, she, in my opinion, she's just like, Hunter is probably the best I'm going to do. He treats me well, and I just need to suck it up. As far as Hunter, I just feel bad. Um, you know, maybe he he truly does love her and wants to to be that that person for her or whatever. But I, I just from what I saw, it I just it just seemed like he was not really into that. And who knows? Maybe she'll change because of that. You know, maybe this reality check hit her in the face and she's treating him better. But anyways, that's what happened with them two. And yeah, 
don't know. It is what it is. Uh, the other couple we're going to talk about very briefly is Nate and Lauren. Uh, again, this is the couple where Nate really wanted to have kids and she wasn't ready. So she gets to talking to Colby. And Colby just straight up asked her, like, you know, is it that you don't want kids or, you know, is that something you're willing to explore? Like, what's the deal? And it pretty much comes out that Nate just works all the time and he's never home. And she really doesn't want to get stuck raising the kid all by herself or kids all by herself. She doesn't want to be a stay at home mom. She doesn't want to be the whole sole provider of the kid's attention and stuff. And right now, the way the relationship is, that's where it seems uh, Nate and her are, where he just works and thinks that's enough. And he wants kids, but he really doesn't want to be around to like take care of them. So that's why she's kind of hesitant. Uh, but once Colby confront, um, con converts, no, comforts her, tells her, you know, um, you want a partner, you want someone who's going to be there, who's going to go to the games, who's going to help you, you know, when they get home, help you make dinner or help you with the kids or whatever it is. She seemed a little bit more receptive and more open to the idea. Uh, meanwhile, Nate's going around telling everybody, oh, I love kids. I want kids. I want a bunch of kids, girls, boys, etc., and all this stuff. And in the meantime, like everybody that he's talking to is just not really into it. They're, they're kind of like entertaining him because he seems to be like a good looking guy, but he, he just gives off like super weird vibes. Like, oh, excuse me. I don't know. He, he just gave me super wrong vibes from the get go. So I didn't really enjoy that. Um, but yeah, anyway, so he's going around and he thinks he's got two or three potential picks. Um, decision day comes and Colby goes up first and he picks Lauren. And then they ask Lauren if he's going to pick Colby back or if she's made a choice. And in the meantime, uh, Nate's first two picks have already picked somebody else. So he's like, what the heck? I thought you guys are going to pick me. So he's like kind of freaking out. So he goes up to Madeline, not goes up to Madeline, but whispers to Madeline, I'm going to choose you. And she's like, what? you crazy and he's like no i'm gonna shoot choose you for real meanwhile colby's telling lauren you know i'm picking you and she's about to pick so he freaks out because he knows nobody's gonna pick him because he's kind of a tool so he runs around the table he stands up and goes i'm sorry i don't mean to one-up anybody but and he goes around the table and just out of nowhere proposes to lauren mind you they haven't talked about kids and moving forward with kids etc etc so this comes as a shock to everybody, and everybody sees it as fake. Everyone sees it as you're just doing it because nobody was going to pick you, and you freaked out. Um, but she, in my opinion, stupidly says yes. And uh, they get engaged, and then they go back to the apartment, and they, she's like, you know, I need to know that you actually want to marry me, and I'm not going to let you walk down the aisle um, if I can't give you kids, or you know, I'm not going to let you get married to me if I'm not okay with having kids or whatever. So then he's like, well, first let's get married and then we'll we'll talk about it. And it's like, mm, this is kind of a big deal. You don't just kind of put a Band-Aid on it, get married and say, well, let's figure it out. Let's talk about kids afterwards because, fortunately, that's just not how relationships work. So we don't really see them. Actually, we don't see them at all till the end of the, till the reunion. And in my opinion, I think they're super rocky and there is going to be a crap ton of resentment. He still really wants kids. She doesn't want kids. I think they've compromised on having one kid for now, but you can just tell from her body language and how she said it, she's just not into it and she's just going to do it for him. Supposedly he proposed because he realized that, you know, nobody else held a candle to her and he'd rather not have kids than lose her, blah, blah, blah. It's just BS. I think he also got a reality check that, you know, maybe he's not going to do better and needs to just suck it up. But that's just going to lead to so... Oh, they did go to therapy. So maybe they learned a thing or two. But based on their body language and how they talked, it did not seem like it. It seemed more like... Um, 
he just kind of decided this is the best I can do. I'm just going to have to suck it up. And she's I still don't think she's sold on children. I don't think they fixed the root causes of anything. And I think he, if they don't have kids, he's going to have so much built up resentment. It's just going to explode. But it is what it is. He's super like defensive. He gets super defensive when they question him about that, the proposal and all this stuff. And you can just tell it wasn't legit. It wasn't genuine. Uh, but anyways, we're going to move on from them. Um, after that, we got Shanique and Randall. They both um, kind of start dating other people. They they seem to be in a, in a pretty decent groove. Uh, Randall ends up picking Madeline, and then Shanique ends up picking Zay. And, um, yeah, I mean, they go through their thing. Um, Shanique's big deal or big issue is she's kind of petty, and she's very jealous, and she... Legit, she even says this on the show is like she expected Randall to not be because he didn't want to go there at all. Uh, but he went in there because he was, you know, she wanted to go on there. And he's like taking it all in, going through the process and learning about himself, learning that he needs to speak up and he needs someone to listen to him. Uh, meanwhile, she was just hoping that he would literally just sit in a freaking corner and miss her the whole time. That's like what she was expecting to happen. And then that he'd come back crawling and be like, okay, let's get married. I miss you so much. When in reality, he's actually enjoying the company of Madeline and then, uh, you know, just kind of being away from her and learning about himself more than anything. He does set a hard boundary where they don't um, do anything uh, sexually. I think maybe they kiss, but I, I want to say no. I, I really know oh, they do kiss at some point. Anyway, she gets super jealous and super pissy. I think she finds out that they did kiss and she's like, well, screw that. And then, like, uh, this revenge, like, instinct kicks in, and she goes and hooks up with Zay. Uh, they hadn't done anything. I think maybe they would kissed, and she ends up, like, I, I, it looks like she gave him an HJ, but you can't really tell. Uh, it's kind of weird to see what happens. I don't know. Anyway, she does that purely out of spite, which is kind of really crappy. Uh, once they get back together for the second three weeks, uh, Randall's kind of telling her how he feels, how he needs her to listen and she's just not taking it. Anytime he disagrees with anything she says, anytime he criticizes anything she says, she sh completely shuts down and runs away. She doesn't want to hear it. Um, during the show, she's one of those people that if it's not going her way, if it's not what she says goes, then she just shuts down and runs away from the problem, which obviously avoids uh, confrontation, avoids everything else. It has to be her way or it's not. Um, in the reunion, we do see that they both kind of grew. Because Randall did propose at the end of the show. And, oh, by the way, these are all spoilers, but, you know, this is the only time I'm going to talk about this. So hopefully if you're listening to this, you watch the show or you really don't care enough. And maybe you just want to go back and watch the process because it's, it's pretty dang juicy. So, anyways, at the end of the show, Randall did propose. They all looked happy. Um, Shanique actually gives Zay some advice. And then from his reaction which is identical to how she reacts, I think she learns that, oh, shoot, that's what I do, and I need to learn to do different because it's it's not a good look. So anyways, at the reunion, they they, um, they shared that they actually broke up for six months because they, you know, real life came back and they still had all these issues. They split up for six months. Uh, Randall actually went through a lot of stuff. He lost his aunt. He lost his, I think, his uh, grandma, his cousin, and I think Shanique was there with him throughout the whole time. Obviously, they were separated. Uh, she dated a couple guys, but at the end of the day, they've come back now and are, are kind of working on their relationship. Um, they're just taking their time and learning from their mistakes. And it's probably the most optimistic one relationship out of everybody that I think might something might last because 
Um, it seemed like they both did at the end of the day learn. And again, they took that time apart to kind of focus on themselves. And now they're coming back with no real expectations, just kind of taking it day by day, which I think is a good approach. So anyways, that's theirs. Uh, while we're talking about them, let's talk about Zay and Ray. <clears throat> so I think Ray was the one that gave the ultimatum to Zay. He wasn't ready. He's a, um, he's like a DJ or a club promoter or something. And his big thing is social media. And basically he doesn't have any pictures of them. Nobody knows that he has a girlfriend or anything like that. And that really bothers her from my, my assessment of everything. Um, Zay one has a big temper issue. He's very, um, like Shanique, if, he hears something he doesn't like. He immediately shuts down. He wants to talk over and correct. He he doesn't want to listen to any criticism. Uh, mind you, he does have a bad background. I think he was homeless. Him and his uh, brothers and siblings were uh, homeless. So he had to deal with a bunch of stuff. But that doesn't excuse anybody um, from being just a, a dickhead. And I think that's ultimately what she ends up saying. He's like, no, that's what Shanique ends up t telling him. That he uses that as a crutch to just be a bad person, do bad things to people um, and treat people certain ways. And he just blames it on his background, which yes, it can affect you, but it shouldn't be the reason why you're a jerk to anybody. So Ray's problem, in my opinion, is she didn't know how to speak up for herself. She was always super quiet. Um, she didn't like confrontation, which led to a lot of confrontation because he wanted more from her. He wanted her to express herself and share his, her feelings. And she just kind of wouldn't, she didn't like doing that. And I get why, because anytime she did express her feelings and he didn't agree with them, he like flew off the handle. Um, one time she was trying to leave and he completely like blocked her from the door and prevented her, which is super not okay. That's like some really bad, that's some abusal shit. Um, so anyways, that happened. Um, at the end of the day, uh, she was seeing this other guy, Jake. That's who she was grouped up with. And they seem like the perfect couple, honestly. They're just having a really good time. Um... And at the end of the show, they don't even make it to the end of the show. Uh, Ray just had enough, and she breaks up with uh, Zay. And they go their separate ways at the um, ultimatum part. Uh, Jake ends up talking to her, and they decide they're going to go on a trip together. Turns out they never did, quote-unquote, out of respect for everybody else. It was too soon, and they didn't really end up pursuing that, apparently. Um, she did try to fix things with Zay, and at the end of the day, it just didn't work out. Um, she does show a lot more backbone in this episode in the reunion, though, and calls him out on his crap and doesn't take it. Um, I think it does help that she probably felt a lot more secure with the production team and everybody else there. Um, but he, I, I don't think he's learned at all. Like, he did learn to be more vulnerable, which is the thing he had to work on, but he just was still walking away. He couldn't take it, you know, and he couldn't own up to his side of the, the, the bad things he did. And, uh, so yeah, so I think he's, I don't think he, I think he's still in square one. She seems to have grown a little bit. Hopefully she did. Hopefully she learns to speak up and find her self-worth because I think she's very um, kind of same thing. She doesn't know what, what her worth is. Uh, so hopefully she found that. Hopefully she learned to not settle for people and not take shit from anybody. Um, so yeah, so that was that. Let's get to Jake and April because Jake did date Ray. Now this was another very toxic situation. Again, she is like a freaking firecracker. She's like gung-ho, 100 miles an hour. Uh, but she's also a very self-absorbed person. Um, so Jake ends up with Ray, and they seem perfectly happy. April ends up consolation prize to Colby because, you know, Colby's pick ended up getting engaged or whatever. So they decide, you know, if you guys, you know, 
I came here to get something out of this experience, so let's uh, group up together. So they do, and um, it, it's definitely more of a friend vibe. Uh, towards the the end of their day, where they're together, they, they make out and stuff, but it, it just looks awkward. I think he's just... He wanted to try and see if there was a connection with anybody else. But the whole time, he's pretty much stuck on Madeline and stuck on, you know, Madeline's who I want and stuff. Um, trying to kind of tell himself that it's not true. Uh, we find out that he ended up having like a text relationship or whatever with this other girl he met at a bar and told her they had an open relationship, which they really didn't and all this crap. And he tried to blame Madeline. He just tried to gaslight the crap out of her, saying that it was her fault, that he only did all that stuff with that chick because... Um, with that woman because he um, because she wanted him to be fully engaged in the experience. And since April wasn't giving him that sort of uh, attention, that kind of sexual chemistry, he was seeking it elsewhere. So he was trying to blame her for all the crap he did and the stuff that she wasn't happy about. Um, at the end of the day, he did end up, you know, finally owning up to it, to his actions. Whether he actually meant it or he just said it to kind of settle her, um, I, don't, I don't really know. Uh, but oh shoot, we got talking to Colby about Colby and uh, <laughs> Colby and Madeline. Okay, well let's just finish that with that. Uh, Madeline ends up dating Randall. Um, she's totally into him. She totally um, her looks like her love language is uh, physical um, touch because the whole time she's just one. I don't know if she has a drinking problem or it's it just how it came off, but it always looked like she was drinking, uh, which always led to bad. Uh, conversations, bad takes and whatnot. Um, so hopefully that's not the case. I don't know. Maybe I just misread it, but it seemed like anytime anything bad happened, she seemed to be drunk. Uh, but anyway, she really wanted Randall. She wanted to, I'm pretty sure she wanted to get it on with Randall and Randall had set that boundary. So that's one of the things she wasn't getting out of him. Other than that, she really seemed to like Randall. She went, I thought she was done with Colby because she pretty, pretty much ragged on Colby and everything he did and everything he was the whole time. Um, but when they got back together, Colby and um, Madeline, they were like all over each other. And they were, I think she was really trying to put an effort to, to work on their relationship. He, again, couldn't own up to the stuff that he did. And he just thought everything was perfectly fine while she was like, you know, it's not. There's all this stuff we need to work on. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of where it was. They went back and forth. He wouldn't own up to the stuff he did with the girl, the woman. Um, so she ended up breaking up things. Apparently they talked it out and he finally did own up to it and she was okay with it. Um, at the ultimatum, uh, he ends up proposing. She says yes. They actually end up getting married that day. And then at the reunion, we find out that she's seven months pregnant. So apparently that's going honkadori, whether it is or not, I don't know. Um, it's one of those where I thought they were completely toxic for each other. Um, Colby was kind of sketchy. I really liked him early on, but he was kind of sketchy. But I think he just, I don't think he's been in really a lot of serious relationships. I think this is probably the only one he's actually been on. And so he, he was like gun ho. He didn't want to lose her. Um, at the same time, she was not happy at all. So I don't know. I think potentially they've worked on some of the stuff. Um, I think he maybe just learned uh, to say yes and apologize or whatever. I don't know. They seemed happy together. She seemed like, you know, she was happy. Their body language was a little weird at the reunion. Excuse me. They were both kind of very separate from each other and... Uh, I don't know. That was interesting. So I don't know how that's going to end up. Personally, I don't think it'll last, but who the heck do I know? Or what do I know? So let's get back to April and Jake. So 
April's with Colby, super, she's super like, oh my God, I'm with Colby and he's so uh, positive and stuff. And I want to bring that over to Randall or not Randall to uh, Jake. And Jake's like super like, man, she doesn't listen to me. Um, it's all about her, blah, blah, blah. When he's with Ray and he's like, Ray's so cool. And I love, you know, I really can see myself in the future with her and all this stuff. So then uh, April and Jake get back together and they're all touchy feely. Apparently they have sex um, without protection at all. She's not on the pill. He doesn't use condoms because she's got cysts in her ovaries or something that makes it really hard for her to get pregnant. Anyways, they've been doing this their whole relationship. He doesn't pull out. He doesn't do anything. They just, you know, one of them is infertile and, and they're thinking it's her. But really freaking please don't do that. Please use protection unless you're ready to have a kid um, and take on that responsibility. Use protection. Pulling out is not is not protection either, by the way. I, I've actually been watching a lot of YouTubes and a lot of streamers apparently use that as a uh, form of contraception. And I'm surprised they don't have kids now. Anyways, use a condom. Use the pill. Use whatever. Just do it. Um, anyways, they get back together, but Jake isn't, Jake's pretty much checked out. You can tell the whole time he's, he's checked out. She's still like, well, I'm super confident we're going to end up together. There are some things because he does call her out on her shit, how she doesn't listen, how she makes him feel like crap, how everything's about her. Um, and she, you know, just all the stuff that he's been pent up and he's crying about it and stuff. And it's just like a big release of emotions and she didn't know anything about it. And she's like, oh, I'm glad you're telling me now. Cause now I know blah, blah, blah. Anyways, when they get back together on the three weeks, um, it's just you can tell he's checked out and kind of makes it seem like he's going to try really hard. Um, she ends up going through his phone, which is a huge privacy thing. It's a huge break of trust. He's all pissed off. He's like, you broke my trust. You know, it's one of those things you can't get back, blah, blah, blah. She seems to be like, oh, yeah, well, you were recording girls dancing and stuff. And they showed part of a video and it really wasn't that bad. And again, it was while they were in this trial marriage, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, she's like super self-absorbed, super jealous. And I don't know, just the trust wasn't there. Anyway, at the end of the day, he ends up kind of pussing out, um, because he says that, um, she's ready for marriage. And even though he loves her and all this stuff, he's just not there yet. So she walks away and they, they split up. And then right after that, they interview him and he's like, you know, it's just me and her. We're never going to work out. We're just not a good fit together. And it's like, why didn't you just tell her that instead of pussing out and saying you loved her and you wanted to be with her? You just weren't ready for marriage, you know? Anyways, so they end up split up together. They end up splitting up. He doesn't end up pursuing things with Ray because apparently they never went on the trip. Um, she apparently now it's been what, like, I don't even know how many months, eight, nine months. She apparently now in a really in a serious relationship with an older guy. She's uh, yelling and cheering about how he's the perfect man. He listens to her, tells her how much he loves her, blah, blah, blah. My guess is he's really much older than her and um, he just wants a young woman. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like she's changed at all. She's super self-absorbed still. And uh, she was trying to really convince everybody that she was super happy and over Jake. Uh, in the meantime, Jake's just been kind of focusing on himself and finding himself, what he wants, who he wants to be and that kind of stuff, which applauses to him. That's a great thing to do. I did that for like two years. I, uh, uh, basically just focused on myself and being happy by myself without needing a relationship. And, uh, yeah, it turned out great. Um, so that's them too. Who else have we got? We already talked to Alexis Hunter, Madeline Colby, uh, Shanique and Randall. Did we talk about them? I don't think we did. Um, 
they went through their ups and downs. He no, we did talk. He proposed and then they split up and now they're in a good place. Uh, is that everybody? Uh, da, 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 da. Ray and Zay. Oh, you know what? We didn't talk about Ray and Zay. They got back together on their after the three weeks. He's super. No, we did talk about them. He's super like got a short temper and hopefully she grew. Yeah, we did. Okay, so that's that. Talked about Alexis and Hunter real quick. Nate and Lauren. Um, Ray and Zay. We just talked about April and Jake. We talked about Madeline and Colby. So who are we missing? Um, Madeline Colby, Madeline Colby. Oh my God. I'm like completely blinking out, I think. I think maybe that's it. It's 10 couples. Right? Nate and Lauren. That was the first couch. Second couch was... Zay and um, April and Colby and Madeline, then Jake and Ray, then there's another no Shanique and uh, Randall. Yeah, I think we talked about everybody. So, anyways, that's the end of the show. Um, and yeah, I don't know, just a lot of it's a lot of interesting personalities. Personally, I don't think any of the couple should have ended up together. Uh, out of everybody, I think Shanique and Randall have the biggest chance at making it. Everybody else, I think, has a lot of work to do. I'm no pro. I'm no expert. I just, I'm just calling it as I saw it. But it, it was a good show. So if you guys have watched it again, I'd love to hear your take on it. Um, these are shows like Love Is Blind and this that I need to watch with the group. So um, I think Hey Nicole and then Sam Lupo, we talked about maybe watching it as a watch party, but I just don't think the times are gonna ever align. But it's one of those where I'm like yelling at the TV. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you going back to that person? Et cetera. And uh, yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much for letting me rant about uh, The Ultimatum. If you guys haven't watched it, it's on Netflix. The Ultimatum with Nick and Vanessa Lachey and a bunch of couples that need a lot of work. Um, yeah. With that said, thank you guys for listening. If you're one of the few listeners, I appreciate the support. Hopefully you guys like this uh, episode. Next episode, we're going to talk about pet peeves. So if you guys do me a favor, twitter.com backslash NFGRockerDude, if you guys can give me a, any pet peeves you guys have. Uh, mine are going to be a lot of traffic and driving related, uh, but there's a few other ones. And then Stu, thank you so much for that one you gave me. Uh, I'll be sure to mention that on the episode as well. And uh, without further ado, thank you guys so much for listening again. As always, much love to everybody. Hope you guys have a safe rest of your week. Thank you for listening and uh, catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. Quick little P.S. I, I realized as I finished the episode that I was going to give my input on relationships just based on my experience. So if you've made it to this part, hopefully you guys get something out of this. Uh, my biggest take is relationships are built on trust, communication. Those are the two big foundations. Um, learn to communicate with each other. Learn how you guys best receive and give information. Um, like me, I like to process things if I'm mad I cannot talk about things at that time. My wife's the opposite. She really likes to just wants to get handled and taken care of. Um, so we've learned to me articulate that I need time that will get a handle because her whole thing is it needs to be fixed now because otherwise she's freaking out that it's not going to get fixed. And my thing is I need to think things through, cool down and see what the, you know, how I want to process my words and stuff. So we've learned to articulate. So I, I let her know if we have an issue and she needs it resolved, I go, I can't do it right now, maybe in 30 minutes or tomorrow, whenever. And that lets her know that things are going to be okay and that we'll talk about it and uh, we'll get it figured out. 
So learn as a couple how to communicate with each other. How do you as a person better receive um, information, criticism, whatever it is, and how do you best um, give it to the, to your partner? Like, yeah, and just learn to listen. Um, you don't have to solve problems. You don't have to always be defensive. It's okay to be, you know, um, in the wrong, you know, just own up to your problems, to your issues, to the things that you did wrong. And um, hopefully your partner does the same because it's a it's a partnership. It's work. It's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies. It's going to be work. Um, but if it's worth it, uh, it's worth fighting for. The other thing is trust. Don't ever trust. I mean, if you don't have trust in your partner, whether they go out with friends and you think they're going to do something, you know, uh, ultimately a relationship is a choice that you both make, a choice to be with each other, to share each other's lives. And um, you have to trust that, you know, they made the choice for a reason. They don't owe you anything. You don't owe them anything. There's no reason why you have to be in the relationship. There's no reason why they have to be with you. You know, if they want to go bang some other person, that's their choice. It'd just be nice if they, you know, broke up with you first. Um, <clears throat> so that's that's ultimately what it comes down to. Trust. Trusting your partner. Trusting in the love you guys have. Trusting in the fact that what you guys have is real and it'll last. And then communicating, learning to work through those problems, learning to take information and give information in a way that's uh, productive for both parties. And that's all I can really say about that. So hopefully that helps you guys out. I know I'm sure a lot of you guys know, those of you that have been married for a while know this. Um, there's nothing wrong with going to th therapy, by the way. It's always nice to have a third party that's non-biased that helps you more than anything translate how each other talk to each other. Um, that was a big thing when we went to therapy is someone sort of translating what I'm trying to say to my wife and then what she's trying to say to me so that we both understand each other and learn to, to uh, articulate it better. So anyways, now for sure, have a good rest of your day and uh, bye.